The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness. Welcome moms. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom and we encourage moms because sometimes the rest of the world forgets to do that and remind you of your amazing value and that is why we are here. And I won't lie, I'm very excited about our guest today. Today we're going to focus on your spirit. In other words, we're going to focus on your faith or lack of it. I know there are many moms who have questions when it comes to faith in God. And some mamas who listen to us don't have any faith at all. And that's okay. Because today's guest is famous for being in that same spot. He is Lee Strobel, former atheist journalist known for his groundbreaking book, The Case for Christ, and many other books that followed. But today we're going to speak to him about the very honest new book called Is God Real? This one is, I think, really going to help you and your children. That's coming up next on Channel Moms. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to every mother, father, child, and even if you're none of the above. <laughs> I don't know how that... Well, yeah, I guess we have some non-moms and non-dads who listen. Um, beautiful, wonderful people. I'm so glad to have you here today. And welcome to our affiliates from across the country. Also grateful for our audiences throughout the U.S. And uh, also our podcast listeners. As I said, our podcast has been growing. Please share it with other moms that you think will be helped and blessed by what we talk about. Uh, you know, it's available everywhere. Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts. And now brand new on YouTube. We're doing our podcast on YouTube as well. So check it out and share it. And also a thanks to the folks at youhavealternatives.org, our amazing sponsors. Please go check them out and consider donating donating to them for their very important work. Our all right, we're going to go deep today. Have you ever asked, even once in your life, is God real? Well, that's why I booked our guest today, to help us tackle our God questions. He's been on the show several times, and thankfully, he's back. 
He's a New York Times bestselling author, Lee Strobel. He earned his law degree from Yale. <laughs> my Actually, my uncle went to Yale as well, so we have that familial connection there. And uh, with that, he also became an award-winning journalist who also happened to be an atheist until his precious wife found Christ and felt called, to, and then he felt called to investigate this whole God thing, which led to his iconic book called The Case for Christ. And that uh, maybe he is, you know... One of his bestsellers, but now he has a new one, I believe. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bestseller. The new book is called Is God Real? Exploring the Ultimate Question of Life. And the question of this book seems personal to me today. So I'm so ha- happy to welcome back to Channel Mom, Lee Strobel. Welcome. Thank you, Jenny. It's so great to be with you. I love the way you encourage moms. That just warms my heart. That is awesome. Well, thank you. Not only is your wife a mom, but your daughter as well. That's right. Um, yep. And so I know it's near and dear. And you got grandbabies and all that. So I know that you understand yep. the importance of motherhood. Hey, I went to look for something that kind of expressed how the secular world more and more yep. questions God. And, um, you know, I I looked up Joan Osborne, the very old song now, I guess, uh, one of us, because she's sort of asking God questions. And I I, I looked her up and sort of where her faith is at now. And it looks like maybe she's practicing Buddhism. I don't know. But this was a very popular song. And she was asking some very popular questions and making some interesting statements way back when. And this goes with your book. So here it is. A little song. So I think you have compassion for the culture at large, Lee, that asks questions like that and and has no idea who God really is or if they believe. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing, uh, I think, an increase in interest in this question, is God real? In fact, I found out that 200 times a second around the clock, someone on planet Earth is typing into a computer search engine basically the question, is God real? Is that so why? A, is that why yeah, this book? So is, 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 is this what came? You know. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yep. A, a tech guy came up to me and t- said, "Hey, I've discovered this," and I thought, "Oh my goodness! If there's that much interest, then we got to help these people come to a conclusion that makes sense. That's that's based in reality, and and so that's what prompted me to write the book." Okay. Okay. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna make it applicable specifically to our audience and and to to your daughter and her children and all of that. How yeah. do you think? This new book by Lee Strobel called Is God Real? applies to moms and their children. Yes, definitely. I, I was just up in Spokane, Washington, and I was doing a book signing and signed 644 books in four hours. Wow. And uh, so people would come up and they'd, we'd talk and, and um, um, I'd say, what do you want, who do you want me to sign this book for? And I'm not kidding you, Jenny. I would say one out of every three or four people said, could you sign it to my son? He went away to college, and now he says he's an atheist. He was in youth group at church. He was, you know, said that he was a believer, and now he's gone away to school, and now he comes home at Thanksgiving and says, I don't believe anymore, or it's a daughter. I, it was amazing how many had that same experience. And, you know, our kids and our grandkids are living in an increasingly skeptical culture, uh, even a hostile culture. I was talking to one grandfather. He said, yeah, my six-year-old granddaughter, get this, six-year-old granddaughter, she's on the play 
playground at a public school, and she's getting taunted by the other students because she believes in God. Oh, you believe in fairy tales. You still believe in make-believe. And, you know, so our kids and our grandkids are going to be challenged in their faith and their beliefs in a way that older generations in this country never were. So we've got to be prepared ourselves to understand why we believe what we believe so that we can pass it on to our kids and we can encourage them to understand that Christianity is not a faith that's based on make-believe or wishful thinking or legend or mythology. It's based on a solid foundation of truth. Yeah, and and, and I want to echo that. Um, My son is in law school and says he's often the lone believer speaking out Mm -hmm. in in a class. My daughter, I'm just going to call out this university, she went to UC Davis in California. and. She said she would be walking and somebody in front of her would be making fun of people that went to Christian colleges and somebody behind her would be making light of Jesus. And so yeah. and so she left. She went to it and, and she didn't go to a Christian college. But but the place she's is now Occidental College is, is believe it or not, more friendly. And oh. and I think well, we, we are up against it. But you're yeah. being so gentle. Lee. You're not saying, oh, those horrible, you know, <laughs> communist people who don't believe in Jesus. You're saying, all right, let's go there. So, again, the book is called Is God Real? Exploring the Ultimate Question of Life, and it is the ultimate question. What do you think, before we dive into some of the things you explain in the book about why we think, you and me and and many others think that God is real, what do you think is the most compelling reason or argument against God in the 21st century that is convincing people that he's not real? Well, there's a couple of issues. Uh, The number one objection, and I've measured this with scientific surveys and polling that I've done through the years, the number one objection is if God is real, then why is there suffering in the world? Mm -hmm. And uh, that is by far the most commonly cited objection to God. Um, And I deal with that in the book. I have an interview with a philosopher who gives a fantastic answer to this question over about 30 pages, and it's it's just compelling. Um, but I had to deal with it because for many people, it's a spirit, what I call a spiritual sticking point that's holding them up in their journey toward God. And the other question that's become the number two most popular objection is if God is real, why is he so hidden? Yeah. Um, you know, if God really loved everybody, wouldn't he make himself so obviously apparent that yeah. nobody would doubt that he exists? And, and so that's become a popular objection ever since John Steingart who was the lead singer of a Christian rock group called Hawk Nelson, uh, a couple of years ago walked away from the faith in a very well-publicized event because he said God is hidden. Uh, and it doesn't make sense that if God loves us that he would be hidden. So I deal with that question in the book as well, okay. um, in addition to dealing with all the affirmative evidence for God being real. And we're going to dive in. I mean, I wish we had four hours and we could talk yeah. about the whole book, but then nobody would buy it, so that's not a good thing either. So we'll make sure <laughs> we don't touch on everything. Um, uh, yes, that is, that is yeah, the, the people don't understand if you know why there would be a God who would allow suffering yeah. and that he's hidden. I was just reading in Isaiah today, I think it was Isaiah 45, he admits he's hidden. It says, yeah. I am a God who is hidden. So it's not like yeah. he doesn't know that his being invisible and hidden, and he also admits he's invisible. It's, it's all throughout Scripture. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not that he doesn't himself tell us, I am hidden and I am invisible. What, we might as well just tackle those two objections right out of the gate. What, why don't you give us some of the most compelling answers to why God is a good God who allows suffering and why he yeah. is a hidden God? Yeah, I think the suffering question, as I say, that's an issue that every worldview has to wrestle with, not just Christians. I mean, atheism has to wrestle with that, too. Where does evil come from, and where does uh, suffering come from? But I think Christianity has the best answer, and the most logical answer, which is this. 
God has existed from eternity past as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in a perfect love relationship. So the greatest value in the universe is love. And so when God decided to create humankind, he wanted to give us the ability to love, to love each other and to love him. Well, the only way he could do that would be to give us free will. Why? Because love always involves a choice. It's like when my, I'm going to date myself here, but when I, my little daughter was, was little and, and uh, I gave her a Christmas gift back then, and it was a doll called Chatty Cathy. Uh-huh. And uh, Chatty Cathy had a string on her back, and if you pull the string and let it go, the doll would talk to you. So I gave her this doll on Christmas, and she, gets, she opens it up, and she pulls the string, and the doll says to her, I love you. That was about as good as the technology was back then. <laughs> so it says, I love you. Did that doll love my daughter? No, of course not. It was programmed to say that. It, it was forced to say that. That is not love. Love always involves a choice. And so God gave us that ability, and what have we done with it? We've walked away from God. We've hurt each other. We've, we've, we've been selfish and so. And, and so, you know, it's like I can take my hand, and in my free will, I can feed a hungry child. Mm-hmm. Or I can take that same hand, I can pick up a gun, and I can kill an innocent child. But if I pick up a gun and kill an innocent child, it's a little disingenuous for me then to say, God, why are you allow suffering? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're the problem. We're the problem. We've, we've opened the door to this in our, in our world and um, actualized the potential that existed for suffering. God didn't create suffering, but he created free will, and through that we have introduced suffering into the, into the cosmos. And so um, um, I, I think that's a logical answer. But, and, and it also we have to understand that even though suffering isn't good, God can and does use it for good. He does. Um, he uses it to draw people to Christ. How many times is everything going great in our life, and we're kind of forgetting to even pray? And then a crisis hits, and what are we, we're on our knees. We're praying, God, I need you. God, help me. So he uses it to, to draw people to him. Uh, he uses it to sharpen our character. Um, you know, um, it says in Hebrews that we rejoice in our sufferings because suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And, and the one verse that Christians love to cite that I use hated as an atheist was Romans 8.28, which says that, that, that God will take the suffering in our life, the, the, the bad things that befall us, and he will cause good to emerge in this life or the next if we're committed to following him. And it used to bug me because I thought, well, yeah, but you don't know how much suffering people have gone through. I think, you know, my wife, who has a neuromuscular condition, and she's been in pain for 20 years, Mm -hmm. and she'll be in pain for the next 20 years as well, unless God chooses to intervene, but he hasn't. And so she has an incurable condition, and so you go, well, golly, how can God ever ever draw anything good from that. Well, on one level, uh, Leslie would tell you that this has softened her heart and given her empathy for other people. God's used it in a lot of good ways. But here's the key answer, and I think this is what we need to remember. God has taken the worst thing that could ever happen in the history of the universe, which is the death of the Son of God on the cross. And from that, he has created the best thing that has ever happened in the universe, which is the opening of heaven to all who follow him. So if God can take the worst thing in the universe and from it create the best thing in the universe, then I think we can trust him to take whatever sufferings we go through and draw good ultimately to emerge from that. And that freedom explanation works for me because I think, okay, I couldn't love without freedom. So I know God had to allow freedom. And because I am made 
the image of God, but less than God. I can choose poorly. And and yeah. so you see that manifest when people say, well, then why are there torn- tornadoes and why are they? Well, I think just sin permeates the, the atmosphere. And so, so yeah. you know, bad things happen within a sinful world. But but I have watched God again and again in my own life work the bad things together for good. Um, yes. and, and, and I, I agree. And by the way, heaven is the final call and, and he right. works out everything for good. And so, That's right. so it does, it does work for me that, that explanation, it, 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 it rings true. And then that Jesus came and died for it all and said, I fixed it all. And, and you'll see that when you go to heaven. So I, I want to get right. to a couple more things because the time yeah. flies too, too quickly. You know, I had a sure. relative tell me not too long ago that, uh, when he was sitting in church and, you know, most of my family does not follow Christ. Um, yeah. He told me that when he was sitting in church several decades ago that he thought to himself, I don't believe any of this crap. And man, that was like a gut punch for me. I was like, you calling it crap? But yeah. I think a lot of people uh, feel this way in our age of skepticism, deconstruction, mm-hmm. people falling away from faith in Christ and turning to science. You address the science thing in your yes. book. You've got yes. um, chapter titles like the cosmos requires a creator. Our DNA demands a designer um, and et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, I've been voraciously, I hope that's the right way to put it, reading this book. It's, it's excellently. Oh, it's fantastic. Again, the book is, is God real for, for anybody that wants to go out and, and get it. Um, you do say, look, even scientists admit that, that our very creation points to yeah. a God, our DNA. So I want you to go to some of the most, one or two of the most compelling yeah. scientific arguments that proves that there is a God behind it. Yeah, I think the number one one to me is, uh, it's a fancy word, cosmology, which just means the origin of the universe. Where did the universe come from? And, you know, for centuries, scientists believed the universe was eternal. It was static. It always existed. But now, because of a series of discoveries in the last 50 years or so, every scientist virtually on the planet now believes the universe had a beginning at some point in the past. Mm -hmm. And so that leads to a powerful argument for the existence of God. Number one, whatever begins to exist has a cause. Now, think about that. Whatever we know in the world that begins to exist has a cause behind it. So whatever begins to exist has a cause. Secondly, we now know that the universe began to exist. Therefore, the universe has a cause behind it. Now, you ask yourself the question, okay, but what kind of a cause can bring a universe into existence? Well, first, he must be transcendent because he exists apart from creation. He must be immaterial or spirit because he existed before the physical world came into being. He must be timeless or eternal because he existed before physical time was created. He must be powerful given the immensity of the creation event. He must be incredibly smart given the precision of the creation event. He must be personal because he had to make the decision to create. He must be creative because, my goodness, just look at the beauty of the universe. He must be loving or caring because he so purposefully crafted a habitat for us to flourish in. And then the scientific principle of Occam's razor would tell us there's just one creator. So what do we got? Transcendent, spirit, eternal, powerful, smart, personal, creative, caring, unique. That is a description, Jenny, of the God of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so just from this one area of science, I think we have a powerful case, not just for a creator, but that also rules out polytheistic religions that believe that there are many gods, like Hinduism, because it says there's only one God. Um, It rules out pantheism, which says that everything is God, like uh, Buddhism, because uh, um, God must be separate or transcended from creation to bring it into being. And, And so there's a lot we 
can learn just from this one area of science. And so I think science is a friend of the faith, and that science, when done right, points powerfully and persuasively toward the existence of a God who just happens to match a description of the God of the Bible. Yeah, and I, want, I don't want to get too much into the weeds here, or you know, but the DNA argument, which, which yes. you touch on, is so compelling yeah. to me because I think, I all right, agree. we have a language in our body yeah. that controls yeah. our proteins, that controls our cells. There's a language yeah. there. Okay, yeah. who That's created right. that language? No, no. Is it what, what's the soup called again? Pre- something soup? Pre- prebiotic Pre- soup. Yeah, prebiotic soup. Yeah. No soup, no matter how long you right. let it simmer, is going to create right. that. And so I, why don't you explain a little bit? Is yeah. it Stephen Myers that sure. goes there? Who, who's the, the gentleman, the scientist? Yeah, Stephen Myers his PhD from Cambridge I interview in the book about this. He's the expert on this. And you're right. It's a powerful argument. Here's how it goes. Um, English has a 26-letter alphabet that spells out words. Well, every cell in our body, we have 100 trillion cells in our body. If you were to open any cell and unwind the DNA, the strand of DNA, it would be six feet tall. And embedded in that DNA is a, six, is, a, is a four-letter chemical alphabet that spells out the precise assembly instructions for how to build all of the proteins out of which we're made. Now, the question is, where does that information come from? There's more information, more words in every cell in your body than you would find in 200 years of the Sunday New York Times in every cell in your body. And you go, well, nature cannot create information like that. It can create patterns. Let's say, you know, I I live uh, mostly down in Texas, and if I went to the Gulf of Mexico and um, I look in the wet sand and I see ripple marks in the sand, I would say, oh, the waves made those ripple marks because nature can produce patterns. But if I'm walking down the beach and in the wet sand I see John loves Mary and a heart around it and an arrow through it, I would not say, oh, the waves (laughs) created that. Right? Because it's information. And whenever, Jenny, whenever we see information, whether it's a computer code, a book, a painting on a cave wall, whenever we see information, there is always, always, always an intelligence behind it. Where did the information in every cell in your body, the the entire, all of the information, the Encyclopedia Britannica is in every cell in your body. Where did that come from? Yeah. There had to be a superintelligence to create it. Well, and, and, and I, God has double and triple entendres in his word. And, and this is one of the things I love. You just described that there are words all over yeah. our creation, all yeah. over our bodies, right. in ourselves, words to tell things what to do. He calls himself the word. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and it's so brilliant that he would say, I am the word. And by the way, that is why you need a word to create all of yourselves. And I just right. love the, the brilliance of that, that he calls himself the word. Okay, we've got yeah. three minutes left. I want to make sure we yeah. tell people how to find the book. But again, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to be talking to Lee Strobel. The new book is called Is God Real? Exploring the Ultimate Question of Life. Lee, for, for the moms, dads, kids, whoever's listening today who really is struggling with this question, is God real? Yeah. What is the zinger you'd like to leave them with today from the book? I would like to say that um, the Old Testament and the New Testament, Jeremiah and Hebrews, both say, if you sincerely seek God, you're going to find him. And so I would say when I was an atheist and I began my investigation into the evidence for the faith, you know what I did? I prayed. And I said, God, I don't believe you're there. In fact, I'm sure you're not there. But if you are, I want to meet you. 
And I figured, what have I got to lose, right? Mm -hmm. And I prayed that prayer, and you know what? God answered that prayer through my two-year investigation into the evidence of science and history and philosophy and so forth. And so I would just challenge anybody who's, who's curious about this, who, who's not sure about it. You know, the Bible says, these things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order to may know that you have eternal life. God doesn't want you in a sense of ambiguity or uncertainty about where you stand with him. You can have confidence that you have been adopted as a son or daughter by the Most High. You can know him personally in this life and in a perfect way in the life to come. And so I would just say to anyone who's got doubts, who's got questions, I, I think this book will, first of all, deepen your faith, but then it's a book to give away. Yeah. I, I hope people finish the book and say, I'm going to give this to a neighbor or to a colleague at work or to a friend or to a son or daughter or grandchild who has questions and doubts and just say, you know what, this guy was like you. He had, was full of doubts and questions, but he spent the time to check it out. Would you be interested in what he found convincing? Okay. And I, I pray that God will use it to touch people's souls and to bring them into a relationship with Christ. I do too. And I never, I almost never shamelessly plug a book, but I would urge you to go pick up as God real for a Christmas present for, for, for yourself, for somebody that you know is struggling to, to believe it all. So the book is, is God real by Lee Strobel. You can find it everywhere, rightly. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Bless you and your wife, Leslie, and your whole family. Thank you so much for being on Channel Mom, Lee. Thank you, Jenny. I, I really love what you do. Blessings on you and, and all your listeners. Okay, thank you so much. Take care. All right, this is the time in the show. I remind you of your incredible value as a mother. You are speaking the word in some ways, in a lot of ways, into your child's life. You can be the difference between a beautiful eternal life by the way in which you train up your child. So thank you for all the hard work you do, the sacrifice, the love you give. I just love mamas, and uh, thank you for loving your children. Remember to check us out at channelmom.org. Tell others about us share the podcast um you know look into our various outreaches and prisons and so on oh my goodness so grateful for you guys hello to my family god bless you take care If Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to ChannelMom.org and click Donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.